whole kiss was so confusing because she's like, don't kiss me. And he's like, all right, I won't. And then she's like, ugh, okay. And then he does. And she's like, meanie. It's like, wait, I- I'm so confused. Like, is this like, yeah, consent's dumb. It's all a game. Women don't yeah. know what they want. <laughs> Thank you. I've got a passage from returnofkings.com to read at this point. I'm glad that Chelsea opened that up for me. Uh, my meeting got canceled on Saturday. So now I so, can read oh, this well, here. <laughs> <laughs> Awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because self-immolation would just be over too quick. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Why, thank you, sir. I am delighted as always. And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, so good to be adjoined to you once more. We share a taste in movies. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> we do. And sitting 2,776 miles to his left is special guest masochist, as recently seen on Comedy Central's At Midnight, Chelsea Davison. Chelsea, welcome to God Awful Movies. Thank you. Thanks, I think. We'll see. <laughs> right, right. No, up front, I wanted to apologize for the existence of both this movie and this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was real bad. Oof. Oh, wow. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, we do this every week, and this is bad for us. Now, really? I, I, I don't want to tease everybody too much, so uh, before we get into that, Heath, tell us, what are we going to be breaking down today? All right. We watched um, easily one of the best website movies out there. <laughs> ChristianMingle.com, the movie. Whoo! The, uh, the radio ad probably went something like this. Um, Gwyneth is a successful young woman, and she's Christian. But is she Christian? <laughs> Find out what happens at ChristianMingle.com, the movie, the movie.com. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> it's basically like if the social network just got rid of the plot, and was just about one person who went on Facebook and eventually liked something, <laughs> and the thing they liked was Jesus. That's the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say that's pretty much it. Um, so, Eli, tell us, how bad was this movie? So, this is like the day the clown cried of Christian cinema. Like, <laughs> you feel like it's not complete. It's so terrible that you want to love it, but you also simultaneously hate it. At some point, you're not confused whether or not it's Jerry Lewis in the movie. It's just generally a very confusing and emotionally upsetting movie. This is the fastest movie oh my God. to get nowhere anywhere. It's like if Speedy <laughs> Gonzalez ran in tiny circles. That's the plot and action of this terrible film. I, I, I'd say you pretty much nailed it. Now, Chelsea, I think you might be a little closer to the target audience for this movie than us. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask you, after watching this movie, will you be changing your religion and moving to Mexico to find a man? Oh, I'm already in Mexico right now recording this. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm husband hunting. No, I, this, this was so insulting, like from oh. a feminist angle. Also, the fact that it had so many female characters and it took, I mean, I was, I was on the edge of my seat seeing if this would pass the Bechdel test. It did in the end because did there it was really? some, it no, did. It, it, I, I'm going to argue with you there because <laughs> if you count Jesus as a man, I don't think it does. <laughs> yeah, no, they because don't stop talking they about argue him. about, um, her and her friend argue about, uh, like the baldness subplot. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so, so technically. And there's technically, some female baldness in there, so it's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Right. No, but this, honestly, I found the girl very charming and I, I love her because of Mean Girls, 
because she was in it. She's Gretchen Wieners. Absolutely. So I, I was really rooting for her and for this movie and, oh boy, it's real sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like watching the horse you've got your money on just die in the gate and then convert Ooh, to Christianity. <laughs> right and at then the very slowly end. Slowly yeah. brothelized to people at the gate. <laughs> oh God. It was so hard for me to believe that this was an, like an on purpose movie. It didn't strike me as that most of the way. Um, and one of the things that really bothered me about it is they, they seem to think that the simple fact that there was a man and there was a woman was enough for us to want them to get together by the end of this thing. Right. Even though, I mean, he was basically like young Jeb Bush. Like he was so milk toast. <laughs> he was all of Coldplay boiled down into one person. The first. Like, oh. <laughs> and she was smoking hot and cool. The first time and- they have sex, he just turns to her, please clap. please orgasm please please, or just at least fake it the Um, Eli Bosnick story (laughs) now we had a habit when we first started this show of of labeling every movie we watched as the worst movie we've ever seen but along the way what I've learned is that there's just a lot of different ways that a movie can be worst so any nominations for this one anything that this movie was the worst at um, I, can I say editing? Cause this oh, movie. Oh yes. Oh please say <laughs> editing. Very good. Listen, answer. here's, here's my thought. Alright, I once took four tabs of Molly, uh, by accident. I took four pills of Molly once by accident <laughs> and time skipped around and at one point I was in a circus and then I was in yeah, a children's birthday grams party. made sense. Yeah. yeah I gotcha, then I was I gotcha. under arrest. And that's how this movie feels to watch. It feels like time has jumped around. It's like you're watching the movie Memento, but the DVD's broken. That's, that's how confusing. So if I'm, if I can say. It's even got Sammy Jenkins in it. It's it just does. like that. It does. Yeah. yeah. I would nominate this movie for worst single scene because we literally had to watch someone sign up for a website. Like web forms <laughs> was a, was a thing. For quite a while, yeah. Yeah. Here's the the thing. This movie is an ad for ChristianMingle.com. So -hmm. the reason why they had to have a scene, and we'll get to it. The reason why they had to have a scene where she signs up is because they're trying to get, like, women who have been told they're totally worthless and can't possibly, like, meet a guy who's nice to them on the street. Is like, it's so easy. You just press this button and then press another button and we'll make the email sending sound and then you'll find the man of your dreams. (laughs) Well, and I would have gotten that if they actually actually did that of like look how quick it is but then it's like five minutes of her yeah. just sitting there it's like oh god they have to go through all the various fill-ins and yeah yeah she, right. and she doesn't even have an auto complete going or anything yeah that would right. have helped us no, too no I expected like a subplot of just like the captcha like to keep going back like no <laughs> Oh, damn it. No, that it says 6-H-E-O. God damn They're it. They're just setting up a sequel. They're just setting Turn up it upside down. Turn it upside down. Sometimes there's street signs. <laughs> well, according to this editing in this thing, this movie's in a fucking hurry, so we don't want to keep it waiting any longer than we have to. So with that in mind, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll break down all the frenetic oddities of Christian Mingle, the movie. With Christian Mingle grossing nearly $25,000 domestically, it was just too tempting for us to not get on board. So if Rocky Mountain Pictures has any openings for further website-based romantic comedies, we'd love to offer up the following selections. After 25 years of marriage to a loving wife and with three young kids, Brian decides to get out there and burn it all to the ground in a story about loving, living, and paying to send European spam bots a virtual gift. 
this summer. Ashley Madison, the movie. Tired of getting blown when it's not his birthday, Ryan decides to pretend to be Jewish to find the girl of his dreams. But when Rachel finds out he's not an M-O-T-T, will she forgive him? Yes, but he'll never fucking hear the end of it. J-Date, <laughs> the movie. This July, it all began when Mary corrected Todd's article on the Eastern Mud Turtle. But as it quickly escalated into one of the worst flame wars in the history of talk pages, citation needed, they realized that underneath it all, the flames were kindling more than just anger. In Wikipedia, the film Grinder, the movie, it's just a gay porn. And we're back for the breakdown, and in the time that it took me to say those words, this movie had already squeezed in eight lines of exposition and three production logos. Holy <laughs> shit, was this movie in a hurry to be over. Yeah, it starts so fast, and it's the fastest time of me hating a movie we've ever watched. I timed oh, it. Yes. <laughs> 14 seconds in, they say, we all have our different ways of our relationship with Jesus, and I was like, I'm out. Yep. Because <laughs> I keep waiting. Listen, we've done 25 episodes. I keep waiting to come upon a Christian movie where i'm just like you know what i liked that movie 14 seconds in i was like not this one it's yep. not this one <laughs> crossing it off the list it starts with a uh, voiceover from uh, season one meg griffin which was exciting though <laughs> yeah that was awesome they got uh they got her to do her little uh how i found jesus voiceover it was great budget <sighs> mila kunis is in this movie yeah very exciting i just can't believe they really made christian mingle the movie like i kept waiting for like oh well if they made this like where's okay cupid the movie and plenty of fish the movie which would just be a snuff film <laughs> shouldn't have gone online like that you're right you really this yeah, is on like, me oh god <laughs> so they're at this restaurant and it's very obvious that this guy's just incredibly not interested now i want to give this guy at least a little bit of credit because given the little snippet of conversation that we get in this date i would be checking out too i think yeah, she does mention wine in two of the three sentences that she says to him. She's like, the wine is amazing. Also the cheese. Also the fucking wine. Am I right? And he's like, are you okay? The wine. The wine. Where's the waiter with our shots? It's four in the afternoon. The wine. Knowing that she is a like a bad alcoholic, I think makes the rest of the movie make so much more sense, though. You're like, oh, she has mental problems. Right. Yeah. Also, I love... I love that the version of non-Christian men that this movie created is men who will go over and just, like, start fucking other women while they're on a date <laughs> On the with date, you. yeah. This was going to turn into a CNFM porn in, like, 20 seconds after she just turns around and they're all jerking him off. She's like, ah, when will I find Mr. Wright? <laughs> I just think they could have done a better job finding someone who looks different from the other guy we're about to meet. Just because, like, they're both the whitest people ever. Like, oh, yes. I mean, and also, he's another guy who is not that hot and she is so hot like i get that their conversation wasn't going great but he should be like typically just like like yes uh-huh yeah fromage whatever you want whatever you want <laughs> true that true yeah, that i absolutely. will give you that he looks like a ghost who's not quite dead yet <laughs> <laughs> but he's trying damn it and he, he looks like mariska hargaday is about to ask him a few questions right after this <laughs> he looks like ron howard after the divorce oh wow <laughs> i have like, nothing i feel bad <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I feel terrible. I had nothing on this guy's appearance. I was just uh, in a hurry for uh, this scene to be over as the movie itself was, uh, because after like five lines of dialogue immediately, now we cut to her and her caddy friends discussing the last scene over dinner. 
Right. Uh, and her Asian friend is super hot, so I liked this movie for the entire time that she was on screen. That was when I was able to pay attention. <laughs> Those were the best 11 <laughs> seconds of the film, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. And of course, they're discussing what most women need to discuss in a Christian film, which is that love is a contest, specifically a race. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. As soon as they're like, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to be the last one to get married. There's always Anne Marie, like, fuck Anne Marie. Like, they, just, <laughs> they immediately start exactly. laying into poor Anne Marie. Like, She's not even there. It's like, oh my God. What is Anne Marie, like, not have her legs or something? Like, why is she such a troll? <laughs> Exactly. She also has this fantastic moment where she goes, I just need a guy who will look at me for 10 seconds. And I was like, all right, don't date autistics. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Have you been vaccinated? Yes. Sorry. Next. I need someone. I need someone. Greenmommy.com. All natural. Yeah. I Give me a man with the measles. I was impressed with the movie at this point just because I expected it to be all white and having an Asian girl right away. I mean, that's like more diversity than most of the Oscar movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, well maybe if there were other characters now. in this movie that were as good. Listen, they got a nomination for Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> or, no, they're straight out of Compton. <laughs> that makes <laughs> that better. Same, same thing. Same thing. I think. Same thing. Well, so basically, what we learn from this scene is, without a man, she can't have opinions or know who to vote for or anything. So she's got to get that taken care of. And then we cut to her at home, flipping through channels on TV, and wouldn't you know it. At the four minute and 32 second mark into this feature length Christian Mingle commercial, we get a little Christian Mingle commercial in the big one. Yes, it's the first Christian Mingle commercial inside this Christian Mingle commercial. Of, so of three, the first Christ of three. Yes. <laughs> yes, Christian Mingle Inception. Yeah, it's like a, an advertising nesting doll. Exactly. Just like more and more. <laughs> and also, of course, she finds out while she's online that even Anne Marie has found a dick. She's getting married. So. <laughs> the fucking bridge trolls getting hitched. No, except they show her picture. Anne Marie is fine looking. These women need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She didn't have the cleft palate or the, the big neck goiter. Nothing. Right. <laughs> A Anne Marie had just attempted suicide right before they had had that conversation, so they were like, "No one's ever going to want her." You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> wow! <laughs> like they should just—the movie should turn at that point. It's just like it all becomes about Anne Marie for the rest of the film. <laughs> I was that more been a better interested. Film. Yeah, I was more interested in her than I was on any of the shallow fucks in this movie. She's so also more likable. Yeah. <laughs> So now, of course, following the old cinematic dictum, why show us when you can tell us, we get yet more narration expounding on the stuff that we just saw while she's riding her bike to work. And the narration, by the way, think um, rejected Sweet Valley High. Yeah, this is the first <laughs> movie I've ever seen where, a, where an omnipotent narrator contradicts something a character, her, said earlier in the movie. She's like, you remember that line that we wrote down and filmed and kept in the movie? Fuck that line. I want a guy who loves me. I need something. And she wrote in her, she wrote, she says, I needed something totally different. And I was like, girls, I'm back in. I'm on to this movie. Come on. Make it happen. Okay, Cupid, the movie. <laughs> and then we meet, uh, sassy black lady uh that following yeah. the christian movie rule that there always has to be a racist best friend uh and we're going to spend a lot of time with her in the film yeah. yeah but not in this scene this scene is about three and a half seconds long her friend walks in and she's like girl i'm your sassy best friend then their <laughs> boss who dresses like a captain comes in and he's like we're an advertising firm aye aye captain hard cut the scene's over it's fucking <laughs> yeah. insane but not before she first is like 
thanks, Oprah. And the black lady's like, don't call me Oprah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't call her Oprah. That's, That's so really racist. racist. <laughs> You're hanging out at the office with the one black lady who works there. Yeah. Probably don't call her Precious or yeah. Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thanks, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> you get an HR meeting, and yeah. you get an HR meeting. <laughs> Everyone gets an office seminar on racism. <laughs> and by the way, it's Ned Ryerson is the I know uh, Stephen Tobolowski. He's so much better than yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and how did Sammy they get? Tankus, but... They got a few good people in this movie. I'm just assuming it was next to the set of something good, and they were like, "Look, if you guys want to come over on your lunch breaks, we got like eight grand." And he was like, "Oh, why not?" Well, for the record, I, I checked out Toblowski's, um IMDb page, and I'm thinking about asking the dude for a hand job because it doesn't look like he's ever turned anyone down for anything. But uh, no, he was yeah. he was even a pedophile on Glee. So oh, right yeah, on. Pretty much well, he was uh, he was just on at midnight, and he was such a cool dude. But like, it was so funny because we had the idea to like bring him on for Groundhog Day, and then of course, like he was oh. free. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, so it just supports the thing that your theory that like he's down for whatever. <laughs> right. Oh, you right. got to get Bill Murray to punch him in the face at some point oh, too. Awesome. Yeah, I would have saved this movie. This movie. Too. Um, yeah, no, a music note, by the way, here are uh, the elves are up against the clock. A lot of very cartoony <laughs> music going on. Um, so now they're they're having a meeting the, the boss comes in and tells them that the what the infomercial king is coming there today. It's an advertising agency and he's going to go through them to sell his cure for baldness. This is a major subplot that. It doesn't really need to be in the movie, but is. Also, I just want to point out, there's a moment where they're talking back and forth in this scene, and the actor, uh, Ned Ryerson, what, Steven something? Tobolowski. Tobolowski, yeah. Tobolowski is holding perfectly still. He literally holds perfectly still in that meeting, because that actor was like, I don't have a line right now. All the lines are going on are insane. I bet if I hold perfectly still like a statue, no one will remember I'm in this movie, because people's eyes are based on movement like rhinos. Also, in this mo- in this meeting, everyone in the room is from a different era and race. There are like yeah. identical twins in matching sweaters. There's a guy in a monocle. There's like an old Victorian woman blowing a dog. It's just nothing in this movie makes sense. I, I was like, oh, I'm on acid. <laughs> TV's off. Yeah, no, it looks like they just wandered into like a Brooklyn coffee shop because all of a sudden everyone is like the most hipstery weirdo in the world and they all work in this random thing with under this captain. And and the reason that we see this is because these fucking people, this this shot is moving back and forth from like person talking to audience to person talking to somebody else in the audience so fast that it could trigger a goddamn epileptic seizure. The fucking <laughs> editing in this movie was it was it was we were strobe editing. At this point, right. And by the way, by the way, the uh, the reason this guy's dressed like a captain is because the ad agency they work at is called Maritime Advertising, and they're acting. Oh, like it's I the thought he was just like, crazy. Yeah, well, it is. Well, also yeah. that, yeah, they're acting like it's maritime law or something, <laughs> and also that they don't understand what maritime law means. I mean, I'm pretty sure maritime lawyers don't have to like wear admirals hats all the time wherever they go. <laughs> Did anyone else think that the uh, Mr. DeBona guy looked like classy Guy Fieri? Like with the he had the goatee, the bleached hair. Like if he had some hair gel in, like and gained forty pounds, like he would be Guy Fieri. I, I had my notes. Uh, hipster Corey Feldman. So yeah, that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I had in my notes. He looks like Guy Fieri's cool dad. Like Guy Fieri gets the house to himself because his dad's always away, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever. You want to go to this diner? No, man, I don't. Where's your dad? <laughs> he's fucking his eighteen-year-old girlfriend. It's it's not great." 
Yeah. It's not great, guys. <laughs> Who wants shots with breakfast? <laughs> I do. Guy, are you okay? No. 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 <laughs> they said such mean things in the New York Times review. What did they expect? <laughs> Don't come into my restaurant. <laughs> and of course, since it's been four and a half minutes since the last Christian Mingle commercial, we get another one at nine minutes. Yeah, this is the second Christian Mingle commercial inside this Christian Mingle commercial. If you're and keeping we're nine count, minutes in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that means that of the dialogue, I would say something between ten and twenty percent of the spoken words of this movie <laughs> are now Christian Mingle commercials inside a Christian At Mingle this commercial. Point, yes, <laughs> yeah, it's like a Pokemon that can only say its own name, Christian Mingle. Christian Mingle. <laughs> Use don't allow the gays. <laughs> oh, <wow. Yeah. laughs> uh, so she she goes on. This is the scene we were talking about earlier, where she goes on Christian Mingle and she signs up. And I love that there's a moment where she's signing up, and there's a question about like how often do you go to church? And I just wrote in my notes, ah, lots of Matthew in here, lots of going into your closet and praying on this website. I see if you listed on your profile is how Jesus are you really. <laughs> And we also have this moment where she just can't get her selfie right. Is that like? Yeah. Is that a real? Pro- is that a real? Not hard a problem one? for this actress. No, not, not for a her. problem for this. Oh my! You God. could take a photo from below while she was taking a shit, and I'd be like, "Yes, click, send her a wink." <laughs> right, and then she ended up using that Especially old photo with bangs and a headband, as if that's like. Bet like she just looks I don't know what that she thought like her yeah. selfie was like too slutty so like had to go with this weird prude one. Well, she was like, "Oh, that picture's like ten years old," and I was like, "When you were ten? What are right. you doing?" <laughs> exactly. I mean, it is Christian backpack. Mingle, guys. She's going for the right people. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> also, she goes and picks up. This is where she goes and picks up Christianity for Dummies, and I just wrote yes. in my notes that's redundant. Yeah, I wrote the yep. same thing. Christianity for Dummies, <laughs> aka all Christianity. Boy, 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 wow. <laughs> and for fuck's sake, she's brushing up on Christianity. I, oh, you can do anything you want if you tell Jesus you're super sorry and gays don't get to eat cake. That's all you need to know. It's right. really that easy. Well, that's a huge a huge part of this movie is like you said you were Christian, but you're not. But you are. You are Christian, <laughs> but not you're enough. totally Christian. There's absolutely no test or requirement to be Christian. <laughs> and throughout this movie, they don't know what that is. So they just keep going, well, like you said that you were really Christian and now you're more than less on the scale. <laughs> That's what I found so crazy about this movie is you'd think that Christianity, like they have these other sub themes about like it, everyone's welcome, which uh, right. of course we know is not true. But then anytime she's like, yeah, I'm kind of exploring it. I'm trying to see how I feel. People are like, no, get Ooh. the fuck out. Like you either you're are a liar. In or you're not. Yeah. It's like you're a liar. You said you 100% believed our magic book. Get the fuck out of Mexico. <laughs> how dare you think for yourself and question anything? Like, oh my God. Uh, we'll get onto that. All right. So, so she now goes to finally – and again, we didn't see her meet him online. We didn't see them chat. We're just at their first date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this movie was in such a fuck. this movie was in more of a hurry to be over than I was in uh, – than I was for it to be over. But yeah, then we, we cut to her and her Christian beau at the diner. And the right. first thing we learn about this guy, by the way, is that he calls his dad Papa on blind dates. <laughs> Which could not be a stronger warning signal that you're going to end up tied in a basement. Come on, people. So, right, the, the yeah. dude should have to wear a helmet in public, yeah. And the dialogue in this scene is absolutely oh. so painful. I have had 
more comfortable conversations walking my dad through anal sex with me. <laughs> That's how terrible the dialogue. All right, you move, I'll stay. You move, I'll stay. You move, I'll stay. (laughs) Just push. It'll go in. You just got to trust it. It's about me. I'm I'm so glad you elaborated. I didn't want to leave anything to the imagination on that one. Yes, I lost one IQ point every time we switched speakers in this conversation. It was so bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he tries to compliment her. He's like, oh, uh, I like it. You've got spunk. I just wrote down, yeah, she's going to get his spunk. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they linger on that line. She says, spunk, that's a little Brady Bunch, isn't it? And I'm like, no, it means it means jizz. We're going to ignore the jizz thing. Yeah, we're going to ignore Did you guys not like know reference. that? <laughs> you should leave. Do you have mace? <laughs> this is cute how we're meeting, right? Also, there's a moment where he goes, uh, do you want something to drink? This is how stupidly written this fucking movie is. He goes, do you want something to drink? Like a cookie? And no one in the fucking writer's room went, hey, by the way, Dave, cookie's not something to drink. Nobody did that. To which she responds, no, I don't want a cookie. And he goes, have a cookie. And I'm like, great, this is Christian. <laughs> you'll eat this fucking cookie, Oh, woman. you'll eat the cookie. <laughs> Timothy, too, says you'll eat this fucking cookie. <laughs> and and this is, of course, our first scene of she just can't say grace oh, right. Oh, God, yes. Uh... The way we know that she's not Christian enough is that she doesn't know how to talk to her invisible friend in the right way. She doesn't know the magic spell correctly. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and he's just looking at her like, well, that's not how you properly kowtow before the invincible sky wizard lady. Come on. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, my also, music, music note, note by the for way. this scene. Oh, the please. kids are trying to get their ball back. <laughs> <laughs> I had bump. silly coyote. That contraption will never work. So <laughs> <laughs> also one last note on this scene because it drove me up the wall and it continues throughout the movie. Her name is Gwyneth. Mm-hmm. The shortening of Gwyneth. Oh. Is fucking Gwen. Gwen, yeah. It's uh-huh. never Gwenny. It's no, never it's unless you have someone at the bottom of a pit in your basement. <laughs> Gwyneth is never shortened to Gwenny. Right, though it was weird earlier on at that first date, Mister Wrong, when he's like, "All right, Gwenny," and she's like, oh, "It's Gwen or Gwyneth," as if he forgot the name. It's like that's clearly just a dumb nickname. Like it's, but it is weird that everyone goes to that right away. Everyone, yeah. everyone in this movie is like, your name's Gwyneth? No one sticks with Gwyneth. Everyone's like, Gwenny? Because it turns out all women, this movie is so terrible towards women. All the women in this movie have their name shortened to Bink Bink. Everyone is <laughs> Kelly or Bonnie or Goofy or Squeaky. No one can have a people name because they're property. <laughs> And then we cut back to her at work talking to sassy black friend. And we just cut, we cut, by the way, Midline, like midline yes. of dialogue. Suddenly, we're in another goddamn scene. So, uh, and and this is where her uh, her black friend is telling her for the first of many times that she's not Christian enough for Christian mingle. Now she argues. She says, "Well, I believe in God and stuff, and 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 isn't that it?" And she's like, "Well, no. I think we all know that's not no." Right. And I love that they have this great little plug for the website in there. She's like, listen, Christian Mingle is not like those other websites. And I was like, great, commercial. (laughs) Wonderful. Just get a little. Yeah. Also, I think it's weird that she's even like, but I liked him. It's like their whole, we saw the date. We saw it go badly. You can't lie to us and be like, it was fun. Like, no, we watched it. It hurt me. It's fucking brutal. 
It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they certainly didn't seem to know that there was supposed to be chemistry. Right. Uh. They literally spoke out loud. Both of them were like, this is weird. Like, yeah, this is really weird. It's like- that was them going off script. That was like they turned, they cut. That's why they had to cut in the middle of the line because they turned to the director and they were like, really, guys? I was in Mean Girls. Like, anybody. I can get you a nine-year-old to write better lines than this. And they're, it's okay. We got it. Shut the gate. Don't worry. You can go back to your trailer. Man. Also, this is when uh, burn victim Richard Branson comes in, the uh, infomercial guy. Yeah. Uh, and he basically – so she works – she's like a major account holder at this advertising firm. And he's like, so what do you do here? And she's like – and instead of being like, oh, I manage accounts, she's like, mm-hmm. I take things and I mix them in a bowl and then I <laughs> – don't know anything about advertising. We should have written something here, right? There were supposed to be lines on this part of the script. Yeah, it's crazy gonna, that a movie that that's <laughs> a movie that's just an ad knows so little about advertising. Uh, right. right. <laughs> and she said, he says, "You don't believe that I can grow hair?" And she's like, mm, "Not really." And he's like, "Don't worry, I have two eight by tens to show you that are my proof." Yes. Him right. when he is bald, and him. When he has hair. <laughs> yeah. That's his proof. I mean, at least he has proof. I mean, Christianity so far has zero. So Right, exactly. And I love that. That this movie's super skeptical about baldness cures, but not about an invisible wizard in the sky who will burn you to death if you don't love him, right? <laughs> I don't know about this baldness stuff. Let's call Randy. No, 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 it's fine. I believe in a guy who nailed himself to a cross and then unstuck himself and came back three days later. It's fine. Yeah. yeah I'm on board. Yeah. No, that makes sense. No, and it seems so weird because I don't think that they realized that they were drawing a parallel between Christianity and late night snake oil. But clearly yeah. they were the whole time because that's like, you know, she's, she'll, she'll just be skeptical of that and skeptical of Christianity in, uh, in back to back lines. So, um, then of course we cut to date number two. Again, we don't, you know, no warning. Bam, we're at date number two. Uh, and I think this one is at a sushi strip club. Of some sort. <laughs> yeah, it's they go to the strip club, and the entire point of this scene for us is for us to see that somehow it's likable for him to have never tried sushi and to be disgusted by it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> he vomits in his mouth for he's a very gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this movie hits home nine times in a row. This movie, I feel like this scene was some kid's make-a-wish was, I want to write a scene in a Christian movie. So they let some six-year-old write a scene where he was like, you know what's gross? Sushi. And he can't even chew it. He's like, blah, blah, because it's yucky, gross, fishy fish. Did a Japanese person watch this movie? I'm just wondering if a Japanese person watched this movie and was like, well, that's weird because you wouldn't do this with another nation's food. You wouldn't like – they wouldn't go to like Latka House and he'd be like, oh, I don't know if I can put potatoes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> How do they eat this? Is this still alive? No, it's just – it's really good actually. You just got to learn. I'm more of a chili cheese dad guy. Oh, well, so you're going to die of heart. You'd failure. think the Christians would be really into fish. I mean isn't Jesus – that's his whole thing. He's the fish, yeah, yeah. right? Multiplying the fish and whatnot. He was a sushi guy. No, what, what, what drove me nuts about this fucking scene though is that the only thing that i got from this is oh my god this is going to be the most boring sex any human being has ever had this guy <laughs> won't even eat sushi he won't even go down on chopsticks yeah <laughs> are you fucking kidding me and then of course he doesn't want to swallow and then he makes a joke about rather having a wiener so I, this movie was just gift wrapping oral sex jokes for me I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly also music note uh Disney movies right before they stopped being racist because the entire music in this sushi restaurant is like pong, quing, chow, pranky, 
I was like, ooh, a little much. A little much for a 1940s cartoon. I feel like Disney would have been like, can we peel that back a little? Also, I funneled money to the Nazis, just so everyone knows that. Just a little bit. Froze my head. (laughs) Wake me up when the Jews are gone. All right. I also like that in this scene, he doubles down on the Papa stuff. Like, that wasn't a slip. Like, he's like, so anyway, Papa, Papa and Mama are like, he's like, oh, no. (laughs) Again, the worst sex that you will ever have. (laughs) The Eli Bosnick story. (laughs) Yeah, you can just imagine that night. Like, you smell like Mama. Mm." Like, what? What? (laughs) All right, back to doggy style. Yeah. He won't break eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's time for the next scene. Hurry. So um, now we're gonna go to the next scene. Sorry, trying to give you trying to give you the lived in experience if you didn't suffer through this movie yourself. And now they're going she's gonna go to well, first we're gonna get a Bible studying montage in advance of her going to Bible study with him for their, I guess, third date. Yeah. And and these people are terrifying. At the Bible study, they're they're going to commit suicide together at the next full moon or something. That's oh, there's no happening. question. Yeah, absolutely. This is a 100 percent cult because when he introduces her to the pregnant woman, and this is real, this is 100 percent the actual line for the movie. Yep. He goes, yes. "This is so and so and so and so." I can't learn these people's names, but he goes, "This is so and so and so and so." They're having a baby, and the actress goes, "My belly." <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you told me that character was retarded and like no one had noticed because it's just a Christian family and women never need to talk, like those are the only words she learned. Like they turned to her later and they were like, "What do you think of Luke three sixteen? Ammo quacko. All right, great. <laughs> See you when it's time to poop out a kid." I really thought for a second when they opened the door and it was just all the different couples side by side, it was going to be like, "All right, now everybody put your keys in the bowl." <laughs> And then, like, somehow she was going to be like, oh, no, oh, no. And, like, then she'd be like, boy, some guys aren't as Christian as I thought. Like, and then it would reset. But <laughs> but you prayed to you prayed in vain. No. Yeah. No. Also, I want to point out, this is where we meet Kelly, who's going to matter kind of, sort of. Kelly and him went to summer camp together. And they have this absolutely fucking insane moment where he goes, um... He goes, man, I could tell you from stories from summer camp. And Kelly goes, mm-mm. And she gives him a look. And I was like, sh- her facial expression to him is like, they killed a gay kid at camp and buried him in the woods. <laughs> it's not like skinny dipping. It's like they're the Green River Killer. <laughs> they killed Ming Lee. Who's that guy that the guy from Serial uh, killed? They they did it. <laughs> Heyman Lee. That, yeah, Heyman Lee. That's the facial expression she gives him. Well, he's and- like, I told you to scrape your fingernails. That's the facial expression. Well, also, and, and this is the next time we get her not Christian enough faux pas because she says one of the ninety seven percent of the verses in the Bible that Christians would rather forget about. What a faux pas. Right. <laughs> and everyone's like, that's not the right part of the Bible. That's yeah. the part that God wrote when he was feeling grumpy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right, it's fine. Here, use this part of a part of a part. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the book of Timothy. Probably just go shut up and help in the kitchen. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> also, I just wanted to point out that the female couple that isn't pregnant looks exactly like Matt Lucas from Little Britain when he dresses up as a woman to the extent that I paused it and went on IMDb. <laughs> And I was like, did they sneak Matt Lucas into this movie? (laughs) Is this like a weird in-movie movie movie joke? But no, it's not. 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's not, there was nothing. There were no jokes. There was no clever. Um, also, music note for this Bible montage. Uh, let's have sex in the bathroom of the church. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I have to point this out. I shit you not, this is an actual honest truth thing. My cat was sitting next to me as I was watching this movie on my laptop, and the edit moved so fast, it scared my cat. <laughs> right, I'm watching this on a small YouTube screen, half of a fucking window YouTube screen and the visual continuity from scene to scene was bothering me. There's like, <laughs> I'm watching this on a three and a half inch screen and the visual continuity was bothering me. You cannot imagine how bad the editing in this movie is without watching it. I actually, do the that. editing at this point sort of like <laughs> made me smile a little bit just because immediately I was like, oh, like I could get into the editor's head of like, it was the night before like, they're like, <laughs> fuck, it's almost midnight. Like I right. said, I would have this done and I was like, oh, this is, like I relate to this guy this is it like all how makes I, sense if you look at it like that <laughs> this is how all of my papers in college were written exactly anyways enough about the native americans the, the papyrus <laughs> is a plant kind of sort of you squeeze it oh god oh i felt re- i had a flu <laughs> also i do want to mention that uh, we meet bald bicycle helper mechanic guy in in this scene no real reason he doesn't matter but he's gonna come back later so and he's wearing a lovely crucifix from k jewelers so we know he's a christian (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) apparently no men can wear crucifixes that are masculine in any of these movies they all need to wear like liberace's second (laughs) hand-me-downs you want this it's a little too preachy sure i'll take it i'll use it in my movie So uh, then we we have um, her on the phone or no I'm sorry we cut it's so hard to keep track of this because each scene is like eleven seconds long and then they switch backgrounds in the scene and stuff for no reason so I guess now we're on another date with these guys and we're trying to you know she's like asking about uh, Kelly the girl that he was I don't know betrothed to or whatever at summer camp yeah. Yeah. And, by the way, I thought they went to Hooters for a second when I first saw the sign on the it said, but it's actually Footers, the hot dog restaurant. Right next to the haircutters. That one yes, really, I, really made me smile. I wrote that in my notes as well. They pass a barbershop that is called the haircutters. It's called the haircutters, really? <laughs> yes, it's phenomenal. Awesome. And now we're walking, damn it. Um, so we're still in the same conversation, but now the scene has changed and they're walking together and he tells the most bizarre fucking story in the world about his dad finding Jesus in a grilled cheese sandwich. This is legitimately the story. He's like, all right, listen, my dad did a shit ton of drugs in the 60s, but then he did the wrong kind of acid and he was wandering around on a beach and no one was there to help him. (laughs) So he took a piece of wood that he found home and carved it into Jesus. And ever since then, he's been a Christian. And instead of her going, that's fucking crazy, she's like, how sweet. You're right, right. (laughs) That's supposed to be an inspiring story. Someone's psychotic breakdown. I wanted his mom's story to be like, well, mom was a meth addict in the 60s, right? She would just speed dog and speed dog. And one day, she was behind the glory hole at a 7-Eleven when it, there was an earthquake and everyone was killed except for her. And when she got out, she became a Christian. Sweet, huh? <laughs> and I got to say, this was the most bizarre Christian origin story that you ever heard up until he explains how he had his Jesus in a driftwood <laughs> moment, which is what they actually call it in the movie. Which had something to do with torturing rats and realizing (laughs) that Jesus was just like cheese? 
Yeah, Jesus is like cheese and God is like the uh, asshole that puts everyone in a fucking hedge maze. So, yeah, <laughs> right. be Christian. It's awesome. I guess. And she, he's, he's telling that terrible story and she's like, yeah, I'm fascinated by this rats and cheese story you're doing. But we, this is my – please continue though before I go in. I'm, this I'm is fascinated. This is like his third serial killer warning sign. Exactly. <laughs> <Right. laughs> right. It's like, oh, yeah, cruelty to animals? Yeah, like, that really that really spoke to me. <laughs> How did you find Jesus? I tortured mice with music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is me right here. That's a police station. Yep, yep, this is me. This is me. Also, even his hypothesis is so dumb. He's like, yeah, I thought that the rats who I, I refused to let sleep and that I forced to listen to heavy metal all the time would do better. <laughs> it's like, that's literally a technique they use at Guantanamo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we pretended not to shoot first at Waco like come yeah, on exactly exactly <laughs> we were gonna see if those rats were gonna come out on their own right exactly so and by the way I- I'm guessing that the reason why because it made no sense in the movie for that for them to have to stop and that to be her place or whatever I'm guessing they only had like 18 feet of track for the camera <laughs> like, we're not moving this shit guys these guys are union it's going to take forever, so just you, you just stop right there. But then, of course, we get the whole he's a gentleman because he doesn't want to come in and fuck her scene where, as they are wont to do in Christian movies, they kiss by p- pushing their lips against each other. <laughs> Again, swallowing back vomit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Christian movie bingo. Everyone kissing looks like a child pressed two Barbie dolls together. It's like, <laughs> I'm the mommy and you're the daddy. <laughs> The whole kiss was so confusing because she's like, don't kiss me. And he's like, all right, I won't. And then she's like, oh, OK. And then he does. And she's like, meanie. It's like, wait, I- I'm so confused. Like, is this like, yeah, consent's dumb. It's all a game. Women don't yeah. know what they want. <laughs> Thank you. I've got a passage from returnofkings.com to read at this point. I'm glad that Chelsea opened that up for me. Uh, my meeting got canceled on Saturday. So now I so, can read oh, well, here. <laughs> <laughs> No reason for it to go to waste. Um, My music note, by the way, for this uh, scene was someone is wearing a ponytail in a non-traditional direction and everything smells like bubblegum, even though there's no (laughs) bubblegum. I don't know if that pictures if you if you picture the same type of music to that as I do. No, Uh, I have the exact same note. (laughs) (laughs) I was copying off of your work. Um, So now we're now we're shopping with the friends that we vaguely met at the beginning of the movie. Um, and you know, she's trying to pick out something that's, that's churchy that she can go to church in. And her friend says, you're not going back to 1950. You're going back to church. So think 1250. Think more like <laughs> right. 12. Exactly. Also, they then go on to, uh, they, they're basically, my music note for this is Taylor Swift threw this song in the garbage and I found it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time, by the way, I wrote in my notes, 60 more minutes in this movie. Oh, 60 God. more minutes. How was it? It's, it's like an hour and 13 minutes. How was there still 60 minutes at this point? Shit. Yeah, that was just 13 minutes, y'all. Sorry. But again, because she's not a Christian, she doesn't know how people dress on the way to church. Because apparently being a Christian makes you a goddamn Martian. She never saw a movie. She says she's been to church before. Are we supposed to believe she never looked around and was like, huh, looks like everyone's dressed pretty normally. I guess I don't need to dress like a nun. Business casual, okay. From a BBC timepiece. <laughs> I liked they had a pretty good Meryl Streep diss in there, which I, I was like, oh man, it was like the one real moment of like, 
of a little bit of edge. I was like, her friends are fucking cool. <laughs> I was kind of mad about this though, but like, fuck you, Christian. Meryl Streep is beautiful. Whatever. She might not have the, uh, she might not have the acting chops of Morgan Fairchild, but she's not bad. <laughs> She had just gotten turned down for a Sophie's Choice remake, so it was horrible. She was like, you know what we should say? We should say how ugly Meryl Streep is, because like, I tried out for being Julia, and like, she told me that I should drown myself, and that was a hard acting note for me. It was hard. That's in Morgan Fairchild's writers. There's always got to be a Meryl Streep diss in every movie. <laughs> So now we cut to the church, but take it in quick, damn it, because we've got other scenes to get to. <laughs> um, and so we, we basically we see the church, but it's all we see is the end of the service where him and his family want her to join them for steak and cake. Steak and, and, and cake. This movie is filled with nightmarish foods. If you ever take four doses of NyQuil before bed, the dreams you'll have are what all the restaurants in this movie are. Steak and cake. How about Girl Scout cookies and we almost drown you? How about dog food and cheese whiz? It's just like, I, again, if this movie were written by an alien who got a B minus, it would make sense. This, the guy, Paul should be like 400 pounds and diabetic. He, we've only right. seen him eat cookies like cookies and hot dogs like and at the friend's house cake, yes. yeah cake i mean it's like way to spoil the sequel christian mingle to <laughs> jesus took my foot <laughs> it's in a better place eli yeah. <laughs> jesus raptured my foot more like it and and apparently yes this is the restaurant they just serve you a gigantic fucking cake and a big platter with like nine Several steaks cakes. on it. They're literally Several passing cakes. around an entire cake at a huge pasta on every table. Like a yes. cow and a wedding cake on every table. Right. That's the theme of this restaurant. It's crazy. And oh, there's, there's and if you didn't where... get enough of her not being able to say grace right, strap oh. on in because we get it again. <laughs> and But again, they, like, the, okay, so here's how she fucks up. She basically forgets to say Simon says. At the end of her long <laughs> garbling fucking thing, she says amen and somebody corrects her. In Jesus' name, amen. And she'll, oh, yes, of course, I meant to say, fuck you, you scut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, it's, the, the, she missed out on a real opportunity, though, because if she hadn't said in Jesus' name, everyone would have been frozen, like freeze tag, and she could have <laughs> moved them around and fucked them and stuff like those Japanese yeah, pornos. It's like a Zach I'm just saying, she missed out. an yeah. opportunity. Eat all the cake. <laughs> there's this moment during her, like, failed grace, I guess, she goes, I don't even know which to eat first, the steak or the cake. Well, it's the steak. Well, you, I, I, that's not the cake. That's the only thing that makes sense about this restaurant is that you would know you would eat the steak first and then the cake. Everything else is crazy. I'm sorry. I'm not religious. What is this three-tined metal thing? Is this for my butt? No, that's a fork. All right. I'm not a Christian. That's why I didn't know. So, I mean, we, don't, we don't know about those things. So it, we also get – and this is pivotal to the plot now, I guess. Uh, we get some talk about this mission trip that the whole family is going on to fix – a bell at a church in Mexico. Right. This is so this, this will make two back-to-back -back bell movies, by right. the way. <laughs> also, just want to throw this out there. He has not told her that he is about to go to the she is the person making the mistake, right? In the mute cute sort of romantic comedy. She made the mistake by lying and saying she was more Christian. It is right. not a mistake for him to go to Mexico for a month without telling her. Right. On no, apparently less than not. She finds out that, oh, yes, I'm going to Mexico for a month, and I had not told you. 
I'm leaving tomorrow. Right. He tells her, I'm leaving tomorrow. And nobody in this movie goes, yeah, that's kind of a dick move. <laughs> At any point. Also, another note, they've gone down, they explained that this town in Mexico, which we're going to get to because it's the most racist thing. <laughs> Donald Trump would have been like, that's a little much, guys. <laughs> the way you portrayed that town in Mexico ATMs is a little much. Stuff. Yeah, Come it looks on. like a Speedy Gonzalez cartoon. Absolutely. <laughs> They're going down to this town in Mexico that's been hit by a hurricane mm-hmm. to repair the church and fix the bell. Not to give people food. No. Nope. Not to give people water. To repair the church and fix the bell. (laughs) That's what matters. They got their priorities straight. And by the way, this is like, the dad character has had like six lines in this movie to this point, and every one of them has been like a rhyming phrase of four words or less. You know, he says, yeah. let's steak and cake and uh, something about uh, uh, pistols and whiz- whatever the fuck it is. But it was it was like it, it, it was one of the many door to door and nothing more, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, Fix right, the bell right. or go to hell. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, when the dad said his little rhyming like Johnny Conkren thing for the second time, this is when my fiance went, that's a broken person, got up, left the room, didn't watch any more of the movie. That was it. That's a broken person. She was gone. No more movie for her. <laughs> So now we cut to him talking to his mom on the phone, uh, and this is Morgan Fairchild. Mm-hmm. That's why we had uh, to make fun of Meryl Streep. His mom's <laughs> basically like, so, yeah, it would have been good for you to tell her that. And he was like, well, I was going to tell her, but I wanted to find the right time to tell her I was leaving for a month tomorrow. And then the mom's, instead of being like, well, that's a really shitty thing to do to your kind of sort of girlfriend now, she goes, I don't know. I think there's something off about her. She doesn't smell Christian enough. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom can smell the pagan on her. Yeah, they also say, like, you're just blinded by love. Like, a girl he just met. He's known her for, like, 20 minutes. None of this makes sense. <laughs> no, and, and and it never does. We're supposed to be believing that these characters are in love this entire time. There's no chemistry, and they don't even put them through anything on screen that would, you know, hint that they like each other. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And by the way, I want to point this out, too, because I watched this on YouTube um, and it uploaded probably not exactly legally, whatever. But the person had cut the commercials out who uploaded it, and the cuts for the commercials were not the worst edits in this film. <laughs> I don't mean to harp on it this much. Like I said, if you saw the movie, you were probably saying the whole time, "Oh, I can't wait to hear him talk about how this fucking thing was edited." But I, I swear, it's that goddamn bad. So yeah, so um, he he uh, mom senses that she's hiding something, um, and he thinks she's awesome. Uh, but meanwhile, back with sassy black work friend, because we haven't had an edit in eight seconds. Right. Where it appears she is entirely over him. She's like, well, I'm going to get a dog. He's gone. He's leaving for a month and I'm not answering his calls. And I was like, end Good. of movie? Yeah. Awesome. I was so happy for her. I was like, yes, the story is about this woman who like clearly has emotional problems. Like finding out that like, you know what? She doesn't need to be with some fucking like little I don't know, piece of paper man. Like, she can get a dog and find happiness, and then, no, it immediately goes back. (laughs) Right, right. No, we don't get very long to live in that world. Because, and right away, she's saying, like, but I don't know, everyone there seems so happy, like, at an opium den or in a cult, you know? It was was like that. Um, You ever see Tom Cruise's face when he's just gotten a whole bunch of niacin? It was like that. It was just like that. I don't know. It seems nice. I want to jump up and down on a couch. Yeah. 
You get it, Oprah. Don't call me Oprah for the last. <laughs> so this is where uh, Sammy Jenkins cuts in as well. Apparently, okay, so the, in the world of this movie, this infomercial guy shows up at their thing, and then they, they're like, uh, hey, we're going to do the advertising for him. And now the boss just shows up like three seconds with three seconds notice and says, he wants some ideas. He just showed up all of a sudden out of nowhere and wants us to give him ideas. Like, first of all, You've known about this for a while. And secondly, this isn't how anything works. Do you really think that that's how it works in the, in the, is that what these, the people writing this movie think is that your boss just walks into the fucking room and says, okay, you have three seconds to come up with some great ideas. Uh, if you fuck this up, you're fired. Yeah. There was no check-ins before that for this giant advertising account where they were like, you got stuff, right? You're not just going to talk about putting a gun in your mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah. This was the worst episode of Mad Men ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut to what is totally the most painful scene in this film she this is where they were like hey you know who can vamp that girl from mean girls did you do that thing about stop trying to make fetch work i totally did she spends now guys i don't know i didn't keep track of the time i think anywhere between nine and 24 hours going something um, like that baldness is like a bullet Put a bullet in your head. <laughs> I made a poop warms. We blame God. This pill is a gift from God. And then she pours all the pills over Ned Ryerson's face. Fun fact, if you look at his face while that's happening, you can see the pain of the actor, not the character. <laughs> where he's like, God damn, I was in Groundhog Day. I, I thought just, it was going to be He's big. texting his agent under the table below the line of the camera like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, she right. just babbles. It, it, it honestly feels like she's having a stroke. You're like, is she okay? Right. Yeah, right, right. Her what nose starts right to now? bleed Tell halfway through. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and okay. So just to make sure that everyone followed that, that Eli wasn't just making shit up to explain how silly, silly this is. Her first idea, it, she says, we could put the pills in a little gun and you could shoot yourself in the mouth with it. That was her first idea. And the second idea is, who do you blame for your baldness? God. So we'll do an advertising campaign about how it's a gift from God. That's literally what they came up with for her bad ideas. Also, music note. A little mouse is walking several steps behind a big mouse, but on every third step, they hop. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, that's... that's by the way, did we it. find out that the ad guy, the Debona guy, Jay Peterman from Seinfeld, by the way, I couldn't get past that. That's Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Miss did porn his mom pet. die of baldness? I couldn't hear that part. I need to get, like, YouTube Prime or whatever, but is that what yeah. happened? It's, it's very funny. It's hilarious. He's like, my mom was bold, bold as an egg. Never made it. And you're like, wait, what? Like, that is what, okay, that's what I just, <laughs> I just made nope. that up. Okay. No they said I could make up one line in the movie. I chose now. Now is where I chose. <laughs> there are so many throwaway lines where you're like, no, I want to see that movie. Switch to that. <laughs> it's like minor characters walking by in the background. Let's, let's hear about her story, guys. Huh? Huh? So she bombs at the meeting and then goes to her office to sulk, at which time I wrote in my notes, how is this only 36 minutes worth of over? But it was. Um, and then, of course, this is where um, he calls her and now she's in the dump. So even though she hasn't been taking his calls, she does this time, I guess. Not only does she take his calls, around. but he's like, hey, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about Mexico. You should come to Mexico. And she's like, you know what? 
Yes. <laughs> right. right. And did she check a map? To decide if she could go to Mexico? Like, she looks back. There's a yeah. map behind her. Like, she, what information Where did she just get? What anyway? was she using? Like, is Mexico still, like, basically south? Mm, yes, okay. I'm in. All right, I'm in. Is that a real place? Or is that, like, heaven? <laughs> this is a, the last guy made up a place, so I'm going to check. That's why I bought this. All right. No more Yugoslavia for me. <laughs> I swear, because she goes, like, he says, you should come to Mexico. She goes, why? I swear he was going to say, because the IATSE is on to us. And, uh, <laughs> can't stay in the States anymore. But, uh. It's that or we're going to be on a boat for the next three years. Get down here. <laughs> <laughs> Bring white sneakers and some Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, so then, uh, her boss comes in to yell at her because she clearly is terrible at her fucking job. And I guess that's what pushes her over the edge and makes her decide to go to Mexico. Because, look, being about to be fired, the best thing you can do is take a long, unexplained vacation. (laughs) (laughs) For for no reason over a guy you dated three times that's in a cult. So while we try desperately to figure out what the fuck we just saw, we'll take a quick break. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Gwyneth get her love life straightened out? Will they ever explain why Sammy Jenkins is dressed like a cruise ship captain? What the fuck were these people thinking? Find out the answers to some of these questions and more during the exciteless conclusion of Christian Mingle. Have you never heard a prayer before? Do you not know how to do magic spells good? Well, Tony D's back with another fantastic product for all characters of Christian movies to enjoy. Yes, it's Tony D's school of how to say grace right, where you can turn this... Um, thank you, God, for this food, which I'm gonna eat and shit sorry poop excrete say excrete anyways yay food and you into this our father who art in heaven thank you for this harvest and plenty in jesus name fuck the jews amen use it at family dinners birthday parties awkward lunches or any time it might inconvenience others for you to take a moment to talk to your imaginary friend uh, uh, one second, guys. I, I gotta sit here in silence for a minute before anybody eats. Do you guys mind watching? Tony D's School of Grace. Start every meal with an uncomfortable silence. And the guards didn't break for coffee, so we're back, and now the movie's in Mexico. And I just want to say, uh, appreciate the little things here. This is where we get this film's solitary establishing shot. Yeah, this is where they tried it. It was like this kid's experiment. He was like, all right, fine. We'll show the outside of a building. <laughs> One time. But I have a theory. It was just so that they could play more of the most racist music anyone's <laughs> ever you. heard. Yeah, no. Yeah, my music note here was just, we're raging bigots. Yep, my music note was, no, wait. Now we're the most racist movie ever. <laughs> Thought you had it at the Japanese this makes restaurant. Birth of no, a Nation no, no. look like our Yale student project. <laughs> <laughs> so, and also, by the way, she looks very grossed out to be a, uh, touched by a Mexican. Well, yeah, he goes to take her bag, and she's like, eh, "Get off me!" And he's like, "No, no, no! Welcome to Mexico!" And she's like, "Oh, okay, here you go." Wait, she oh, immediately yeah. thinks he's stealing for her. She's like, "Do I just let him take my bags?" It's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, bitch." He's <laughs> the guy that just drove you in from. Uh, he could have taken you anywhere, lady. Yeah, right. right. By the way, in Mexico, uh, according to this movie, uh, they don't have things like the Industrial Revolution or primary colors. Yes, she traveled <laughs> not just to Mexico, but apparently back in time. Uh, yeah, certainly. Yes, <laughs> to when women wore blankets and men were cowboys. <laughs> 
and you're looking around this total shithole of a town. Everything's broken and destroyed. And I wrote in my notes, yeah, what these people need is a new church. Right, right. Let's <laughs> fix, fix that bell. bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was what was so fucked up about this because in the background you see all these starving people, like African kids with their flies on their face like you get in Mexico, apparently. And we're, we're supposed to be looking at that and feeling bad for her because she didn't dress right. Right. It's like <laughs> she didn't wear the right outfit to do manual labor at all. Her life is hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're all wearing the same culty t-shirt together. And I wrote down, I joined a cult and came to Mexico and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> the message of this movie very genuinely is it's really hard to be a successful rich white woman trying to date the man of her dreams, especially when you're in Mexico where children are starving. <laughs> That's like all hard. I'm supposed to feel that. The movie was like, do yes. you feel this way? And I was like, no, movie, no. I don't. <laughs> and this is also where we learned that, see, she didn't go to Mexico for the right reasons. She's on the phone with Sassy Black Girl, and we find out that she's not there to indoctrinate all those poor, toothless Mexicans. She's just there to drink alcoholic beverages and do the devil's limbo with that guy. So. Oh. As if he has ever tasted alcohol in his life. I mean, that guy, <laughs> he's 12. He has never. He would be like, Mommy, can I have a sip of your beer? And she'd be like, no, no. Like, <laughs> the whole thing is so weird. No, no. When you have a sip of Mommy's beer, she gives Ramby and she comes into your room. She makes you touch her in a tickle spot. <laughs> oh, God. You that say Morgan Fairchild hasn't had sex though. with a child. If you tell me Morgan Fairchild <laughs> hasn't had sex with you, you're a liar. <laughs> well, I do believe that they could hook up because in the movie, him and his mom are like the same age. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. Now, um, so this is where we also see the church. And, and again, we're supposed to look at this church and say, oh, my God, that bell is not up. You know, again, we're not supposed to worry about all of the people who are sitting on their fucking Rubble. front porches so they don't, like, <laughs> melt inside their homes. It's just it's all about the bell. And that, of course, brings us to campfire sing-along time. Right, where dad sits around a fire surrounded by dirty Dickensian Mexicans <laughs> while he sings Jesus songs to them. Yeah. yeah. And I just wrote in my notes, nobody would like this. Christians wouldn't like this. It isn't Christianity. It's fucking psychopathic. No shit. <laughs> Dad's definitely being the guitar guy at the Christian party. Really creepy. <laughs> Someone used their hair to wipe my feet with her tears. Somebody... <laughs> Wish you would step back from that Muslim, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love to her line here, like they're, they're, she's watching everybody get into listening to dad play the uh, guitar. And it really has this whole feeling of like, he won't feed us unless we gather around tonight, guys. <laughs> uh, but she says, she says, wow, this town seems so, this town seems so happy. They don't seem to be like just moping around in perpetual depression over a fucking storm that happened three years ago and the and of course the guy paul he's like well it's they've got jesus it's it's the god thing that's right. the only explanation also in this romantic comedy it's a tiny moment but it, i think it's incredibly important in this romantic comedy he go, she goes i'm cold and he's like yeah yeah, you are. There's no moment of like, that's what I, in romantic comedy, she goes, I'm cold. And then he gives her a jacket in this movie. He, she's like, I'm a little chilly. And he's like, sure. Yeah, are. It's cold Get out closer here. To the yeah. fire. Wow. That'll probably help. You packed really badly. And now you have to live with that. Yeah. Get a big red rug like everybody else. What yeah, exactly. Doing? Come on. 
That's, you're in Mexico. That's what the Mexicans They're do. They're selling him off the literal donkey we've already shown you two <laughs> times in this film. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, of course, we get uh, her waking up when the rooster crows, and wouldn't you know it, she overslept in a room with a bunch of other people who apparently woke up and got dressed and got ready without her hearing them. And bounced yes. a nickel off their bed before they fucking left. Yeah, it was Right, Impressive. not a good endorsement for Christians when it's like, they're dicks. They will yeah. not help you out. <laughs> That's their fault for not waking you up. Obviously, she was going to oversleep. Turn around and be like, oh, she didn't wake up. And instead, they were like, it's probably because she's not Christian. Not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Explains my sleeping habits, certainly. <laughs> oh, by the way, we also learn in this uh, scene, because she's trying to get dressed in a hurry, and she accidentally tosses her Christianity for Dummies book out onto the bed. So... <laughs> right. yeah. When did right. she expect to use that? I'm, I'm confused. I don't know when you would reference that. She was going to hide it inside a magazine during a conversation with someone. <laughs> so what do you think of Jesus? I'll tell you. Let me look at this Time magazine. He was great. He was great. That's what I think. <laughs> let me just check, According check out to my... Mexican Christianity for Dummies. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So now we cut to, um, to uh, indoctrination class with mom. And they're reading the Bible. Now, I want to point out that this, the line that they get, I think this is the first real Bible quote we get in the movie, but the line here is all about how atheists cannot know love. Oh, well, it's anyone who does not love does not know God because mm-hmm. God is love. Isn't that a fun tautology? Yeah, right. But, but anyone but who's not a Scotsman not... is not a true Scotsman. <laughs> well, but also, but but of course, that verse turns around to anyone who does not know God does not know love. So that's that's us guys. That <laughs> must be why we do this. And, and then at this point, we get one of the worst stereotypes we've seen in all these movies. You get uh, this little girl Maria, of course, of course, the Mexican stereotype little girl. And she presents the problem of evil. Que pasa con la problem de evil? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Morgan Fairchild is like, all right, maybe Gwenny can uh, answer the question. Yeah. And um, she can't really. And that bitch Kelly answers in like right. broken Spanish English. Well, but then, now here's the thing, though. Okay, so the little girl speaking Spanish and she's all, I guess, supposed to be embarrassed that she doesn't speak Spanish. But everybody's translating it back into English as they're talking. to. The, it's, it's like watching C-3PO translate in Jabba's palace. You know, they're not using the right languages <laughs> yeah, as exactly. they go. And he looks much better than Morgan Fairchild, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to impugn uh, Jabba's good looks there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Did anyone else catch the fact that in this scene, someone, I couldn't tell who had said it, but someone said, get her done. And I was like, wow, you really know their audience. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I want to point out that you ever notice when you listen to this show and you see me do an accent of someone who's not me, you think, man, that's not a great accent. The little Mexican girl, <laughs> she outdoes me by about tenfold. She's like, oh, me, the Kelly. You tell me. She's the Jar Jar Binks of Christian cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nuts. Also, I love they get out of the problem of evil by saying it in Spanish. They're like, yes, they, yes. they turn to her and they're like, oh, you can't answer the problem of evil in a language you don't speak? Well, then I guess we'll answer it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want to hear your fucking answer. <laughs> yes. And they're like, no, and that's not important. We're going to look at something anything. else now. Right. And, okay, so because 2,000 years of Christian theonicies can't handle this problem doesn't mean that your son's kind of girlfriend shouldn't have it unlocked. So they seem so pissed that she doesn't have a ready Spanish answer for the problem of evil that now they know she's not really a Jesuser. The answer, by the way, is a double-minded man is unstable in all ways. 
Well, right. She she recommends First James seven and eight, and because that's such a stupid fucking answer, they put it in Spanish, hoping we won't check. But yes, that, <laughs> right. that is that's what that is <laughs> from the King James. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all ways. That is that is their answer. To the problem. So I believe that translates, yes, to God's a fucking dick. Yes. God will put his penis where he wants his penis. I think that's what they're saying. (laughs) Holy shit. It's so funny. When we were stopped for a break just now, I told, I told Heath, I was like, I can't let these movies get me so fucking worked up. I yell all my lines. I'm like (laughs) 10 seconds into it. I'm that pissed again. It's fucking James (laughs) (laughs) 9-7. But anyway, she, she realizes that her, that she's been busted, apparently. This is so egregious. No real Christian wouldn't be able to answer the problem of evil in Spanish. So now she's just looking for a way out. Um, and of course, they do the Christian thing upon learning that she's not Christian enough by being horrible, judgy bitches about this. <laughs> yes. Right. It, regardless of the fact that he lied to her like five minutes ago about the trip. Yes. Five minutes ago in the movie, he was like, oh, I'm leaving for a month. And we were like, ah, what are you going to do? But she's like, I'm not quite as into this cult as you are. And he's like, you fucking whore. (laughs) You lied to me. Like, did she? I don't know if she did, really. She did it. She did not. Listen, if she's Jewish, she lied. Right. That's how this movie makes sense. If her name is Hayamushki Mortimer Rosenberg, and she's like, oh, sure, that Jesus fella with the nails. I get it. This movie makes sense. But it doesn't. She's just the wrong flavor of Oreo. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. The, the, the argument is crazy. First of all, it starts out. He Paul goes, uh, "Hey, can I talk to you for a minute?" And she goes, "Yeah, we've been talking for a while in the scene already, so that's weird." <laughs> Paul's like, "No, no, no. I just mean like you know, take like a slow uh, walk and talk next to this uh, camera track. We'll just do it right here." And <laughs> it, it's crazy the argument they have. He's like, "All right, well, oh, Christianity's not for dummies, you bitch." And she's like, "All right, well, just relax. I don't think you're understanding the title." Correctly, what it says. He goes to this horrible, horrible rant about how there's a negative spin on religion in the world in general, which is a well-established fact. And yeah, I have never wanted to punch a monologue before, but fuck this guy. And at this point in the movie, I'm thinking to myself, like, if she eviscerates him, if she like you know cooks his brain and makes him eat it like Hannibal Lecter or something, then I will love this fucking movie. Anything short of that is too good for this character. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right, and she is pleading with him. She's not even like, well, you know what? Fuck you back. Like, she's like, I really <laughs> like you, but I like you so much. And I was just waiting for, like, her phone to ding and it to be Facebook and it'd be like, Anne Marie is no longer engaged. And she's like, oh, never mind. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a contest anymore. It's fine, man. Go fuck yourself. Enjoy your cult. I'm going to swipe right on Tinder until I've got four black cocks in me. Four simultaneous black. Look me in my eyes. Look me in the eyes. I want you to tell this to pop pop. Four simultaneous. Don't look away. She's got his face in her hand. Simultaneous. All Muslim. All Muslim. Also, I just want to point out right in the middle of this argument, they have a little dialogue version of an ad for Christian Mingle. He's like, you went on ChristianMingle.com, great website, free 30-day trial, try it today. And she's like, but the website was so fantastic. The guys were so different. And it was so easy to sign up. She practically turned it wings to the camera fucking logo went across the bottom of the screen. I was like, look, if you don't want me to buy in, I'm not buying in. But one of us has to be trying, movie. One of us has to be trying. <laughs> well, and two, it seemed like 
in the in the within this world of this movie, he was confused because he'd been told his whole life that you can't be a good person if you're not Christian. So he seemed like genuinely surprised that he could like a person that didn't love Jesus. Right. And she says, maybe you can show me how to love Jesus. You know that thing that they're super into showing people how to love Jesus? And he's like, ew, no. No. <laughs> right. No. So, yeah, she basically quit her job to go to Mexico and help build a fucking church for a religion she doesn't even believe in. And then he breaks up with her for not loving Jesus correctly. If she murders him with a dull spoon, this movie will satisfy me. Anything less than that, it won't. But now we're back stateside with sassy black friend. No more fucking uh, establishing shots for you guys. You've got you've had plenty. (laughs) Right. Also, I rewound this 85 times. Her narration says, I felt terrible, but that's called grace. And I was like, wait, what? What? 97 times I listened to that line and I was like, that's not an English sentence. I felt terrible, but that's called, which is the subject, like, the that's predicate. Proto-Germanic or something, Is that a guys? character? <laughs> is someone named that? Um, I was just going to say, immediately we find out that her friend has been lying for her so that she could keep her job. And I was so confused because she's like, thanks, girl. Like, thanks for lying for me. It's like, we just had a whole thing about, like, liars are the worst. They're not Christian. And then it's like, unless it's convenient. Yeah. Now we have the throwing the Bible in the garbage montage, and I just want to point out, I'm pretty sure all the people who watched this movie had the opposite reaction of the Christians it was meant for, which is when she threw the Bible out, we were like, yeah, and then when she went and got it, we were like, no, don't, no, leave it there. Well, I will say, though, that really is a testament to how awesome Christians are. If this was a Muslim movie and she'd done that, the actress would be dead by now. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Credit where credit's due. Well, now, throwing uh, out books isn't really their style. They like to burn books. Christians. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> really right. old ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so now we're back with that randomly introduced bicycle repairman guy for a scene that doesn't matter, but it gives us an excuse to sneak in another Christian mingle commercial. Three Christian yeah. mingle <laughs> commercials in three. the Christian mingle commercial. <laughs> And the dialogue in this scene was the worst shit I've ever heard. Like, like bad for the dialogue in this movie. Although the the commercial, the the commercial itself that she watches the entire commercial and we watch her watch it, it it, it was the best of the three. I think at yes. least you know yeah. it was like you know do you enjoy spin hugs in a field of barley? ChristianMingle.com. Like I, I was charmed. I was charmed by it. Well, I think what had happened is the first ones came early at four and a half and nine minutes. By now we're just going like yeah you know what. That's fine. I will go with your Christian Mingle commercial. I will watch that 11 times in a row rather than the rest of this movie. I'll watch Birth of a Nation nine times in a row than the rest of this movie. At least that one had establishing shots. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that one invented establishing shots. Credit where credit is due. I feel like Lacey, actually, she was pretty charming in this part. This whole scene, I felt like she was doing a lot of work and I... I liked her. I want. I felt like I wanted to save her from this. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, no. Like you've done enough. You go. You leave. The movie doesn't need to keep going. Like you Chelsea, did it. Chelsea, walk me through that conversation. I'm gonna be lazy and just talk me out of this. <laughs> talk me through this. Help me I, out. I burst onto set. She's oh my gosh! There. Who's this? <laughs> Look, Lacey, you don't know me, but. No, I saw the Lena Dunham video. I thought it was great. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) sorry, I just, I love meeting fans. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, but just like, Lacey, you're better than this. And she'd be like, no, no, I deserve this. Like, no, you, (laughs) my agent said this was good. It's a new market. I need to break in. 
No, just do any other commercial. Any other commercial. <laughs> should like, I do should I do like porn? Way step up, yeah. <laughs> Dump them out, girl. Dump them out. <laughs> Dump them oh. out is my new catchphrase. <laughs> That's how I'm going to street harass people from now on. Dump them out. <laughs> Dump them out. It's weirdly effective. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're boulders. Boom. Yeah. All so, right. Uh, now we uh, we cut to her talking with her woefully uninterested boss, who is apparently playing solitaire during their meeting. They don't explain this. He yes. just is. He's playing solitaire during their meeting. She can't sell the pill. Like of all this bullshit that she's going through, they like she just can't. She's like the pen is blue in fucking Jim Carrey movies. Like, I can't. I know I'm a great liar and I always have been, but I can't lie about baldness. It's just too serious. And it's like you are by the end of this movie, you are going to lie to people about going to hell, but you can't tell people they'll grow hair if they take these pills, right? Yeah. That's what I found so confusing because the whole thing seems to be like the, the theory of the movie or the, the premise is you shouldn't have blind faith in dumb things. You should have blind faith in other dumb things. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yes. So we cut to her having another, I oh, read the Bible. I, I'm sorry. Before we get there, there's a line that I cannot just brush by where she says to her boss, I've bought into the dung for too long. <laughs> yeah i've bought into the dunk i just i'm picturing her like stepping on a lego in the middle of the night and going like well of all the mother being intimate bull number two who left this doing it in toy on this knowing one another in carpet and <laughs> when i heard that line i was like there's some guy who got mad about that some guy was like language come on <laughs> family <Dung>. movie <laughs> i'm eating here oh <laughs> Get out training up a, a, a well-behaved child. We got to beat the kids to death. <laughs> also, can I uh, can I make a quick music note here? Gwen's trying to figure out how to market the fake bald cure, and uh, sounds kind of like uh, Joe Pesci's about to get hit in the face with a paint can. It's really <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh shit! This this movie basically it's it's musical. Its soundtrack basically went back and forth between cartoon music. And shit that my 12-year-old niece sings along to in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> back and forth. So now we cut to um, her going to disco church. Is she yeah. going to disco church? She goes to a cool <laughs> church where everyone's okay. welcome. Because the message of this movie is going to shift now to, you know what? She is going to learn to be a good Christian. And he had something to learn about accepting other Christians in the way that they Christian. But I, I love – she goes to this church that has a big sign that says, everyone welcome. And I wanted so badly for her to open the door and there's just another sign that says, except for fags. Like, no fags. <laughs> but, don't. And Jews. And Muslims. And all, and all the people that the Bible says to murder. So, like, a very things. small amount of people are welcome. We should you change can't. that front sign. But I, I love it's the extent asterisk. they went to um, on this uh, in this scene to make sure that you knew that every type of ethnicity they could think of was in this room. Yeah. Yeah, she, this is a yeah. college brochure in yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I wrote, yes. she's really inspired by this incredibly diverse acapella group slash church. <laughs> and it's set in like an abandoned dance studio. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm so confused what this room exists for. Yeah. 
Ah, oh, God. I, who the fuck knows? My music note for this scene, by the way, is you might not think it, but your dad can rock pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I, I actually, I literally stopped at this point in, in the movie and listened to two great courses just to get back the intelligence I'd lost up to that point. <laughs> just, I just wanted to make sure I broke even. By the way, Eli, check out John McWhorter. He's totally cool with how you pronounce nuclear. Good. And he's, a, and he's a linguist. Oh, good. See? So. See? I was right, and all of you were wrong. <laughs> Check you and George Bush. able to pronounce you guys words. Had it. Privilege. I can't say the word <laughs> nuclear, just so you know, Jesse. That's really good. He, he, oh, he yeah, can, no, I learned it, but slow I slow down, down like a kid sounding out reading to his parents. <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> Everyone's always got to point it out. And um, now we're going to cut to, well, I'm sorry, we're going to get a big, another one of these Bible studying montages, because God knows you need a couple of those. And uh, then we get back to her chatting with not Oprah right. about whether or not she has found her driftwood Jesus. Yeah, she, she says, the truth at church felt really good. It's like my driftwood Jesus. She's like, what are you, you know, fucking yourself with now? You know, from my opening voiceover. <laughs> Drift with Jesus. You Were you to, listening? Did you, you watch the movie? The vo- oh, voiceover? no. I'm taking my check and then I'm burning all copies of this film. It will be found exclusively in the part of a car wash where you're just waiting to pay. <laughs> Which I is where we first became aware of this, by the way, when people started sending us pictures of it from their car washes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> And this is where a lady who doesn't like to be called Oprah says to Gwyneth, like, you know, ChristianMingle.com, like, you should you should be taking this seriously, first of all. And it's about a three-way with Jesus, and you're not ready. You're not ready for this sort of thing. Right. right. Well, this is supposed to be the big reveal where she finds out that the sassy black lady was a Christian this whole time. And I'm like, well, of, of course she's like, the odds of any person in this country being Christian are 70%. And it goes up if they're, why would, how is this a reveal? Yeah. Also, right. she's talking about how not Christian she is throughout the entire film. Like, no one's... And also, I just want to throw this out there. I am super crazy Jewish and super crazy atheist. I could convince any Christian in the world in 45 seconds that I was a Christian. You just widen your eyes and go, bless us all. Once and that, when all the time, God is good. All you need to know is one of their secret passwords and you're a fucking Christian. Praise Everyone in this Lord. movie asks like there's a secret code, like there's a decoder ring they hand out at your third... <laughs> <laughs> time you go to church that isn't christmas but obviously this woman was christian because no one else would give a, a, a fuck about if you are christian enough like if someone's like yeah i signed up for christian mingle but i'm not really christian i'd be like cool yeah scam the system do it like <laughs> yeah, right. see how that works out for you let me know it. yeah great also at the end of the scene she has this moment where she's like I want Jesus in my life. She's like, I can't hear you. And she's like, yes. I want you. It's like, it's like when you ask someone for anal, it's like, what, what do you want? It's like, okay, I want you to put stuff in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bottom to this drawer. Come on. It's not just for socks. I'll show you. Don't look in the drawer. It's going to overwhelm you. I'm going to bring things out slowly. One at a time. <laughs> do you think the director was like, this is our Jerry Maguire moment? Right. Here. Yeah, absolutely. Right here. Guys, this is the clip they're going to show at the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. I want Jesus in my life. Like, yeah. Show me the money. People. I love black people. <laughs> uh, Heath and I both have that exactly yeah, yeah, in our notes. Exactly that down. Um, so, so then, uh, Paul calls her the jackass guy from old Mexico who does not deserve her consideration. Um, but they have this, they get together for this weird conversation where she apologizes to him for him having a weird definition of Christianity. Yeah. Also, 
This is the opening of their conversation. Hey, Chelsea, will you reenact this for me? Oh, sure. Yeah. Knock, knock. Hi, who's there? Heaven. Oh, um, come in. Heaven, you missed me? <laughs> That's the beginning Sorry, of their conversation. Up. And my notes say, I will kill myself on air like fucking Bud Dwyer. I will not <laughs> be a part of this. <laughs> At this point, I'm writing in my notes, you know what smells good is carbon monoxide. That shit smells so good. I bet if I jerked off and hung myself at the same time, I'd get this done, but I'd go out like a champ, you know, kung fu style. (laughs) So, yeah, they've walked into the back, I guess, the fucking room in the church or whatever to have this conversation. But, of course, Mom and Kelly show up to cock block him there. Right, yeah, and uh looks like Kelly and Paul are together now, possibly. Yeah, yeah they're holding hands like uh they were just holding hands in a public bathroom together a minute ago. <laughs> it's only been like a week. He changed his mind from telling her, like, yeah, she's like my sister, to be like, nah, I could fuck her in one week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you spend enough time with someone in Mexico, you'll fuck your sister. <laughs> I, I think it. he always would have. <laughs> It is a Christian movie. Uh, You go Duggar style there. Um, Now, and then we cut from there. Like she's, she's in bed texting him. But before you can write that in your notes, she's up and we're on to some other scene (laughs) about uh, him not being Christian enough for him now. I don't know. I'm lost. She goes to have the what happened to us talk. Mm -hmm. And I, maybe this is just a personal thing, but she's doing the like, why do we break up? And I just had it in my notes. I go, man, I've done this to so many women. I feel really bad. It's just like, (laughs) I just want to know, like, so that in the future I can be better. (laughs) Like that fake, I'm so, I've fixed myself. So please tell me everything that was, yeah, I'm the worst. (laughs) I'm the worst. Don't worry. Oh no. I had to promise my wife that I wouldn't do that before she would date me. Um, so yeah, and, and, like, I had my notes on this because they're talking and it just doesn't make any fucking sense. I wrote down, it's like, these are just random words while people make emotion faces. And at the end of this scene, I shit you not, he clearly forgets his line, tries to get it back, forgets it again, and then just gets up and walks off fucking screen. And they <laughs> kept that in the movie. I just, I, she keeps telling him, she says this whole thing about like, um, like, Paul, why do you play it safe? It's like, because I'm sure Papa will like hit him with a stick if he doesn't. <laughs> right. like, he has to listen to them. Also, she has this whole thing about like, don't you hate it when you're, you feel like your whole life has been just already laid out for you? Like, isn't that the whole thing of Christianity is predestination? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Boy, it yeah. really sucks to feel like we have no control and that there's someone controlling us. Like, yeah, I agree. Like some parent yep. figure or of some sort. Yeah, yeah. But no, he just, uh, he's just not going to take it. And, it, and, and this is where he really has that whole, like, she's like, well, can't you, can't you help me be a better Christian? He's like, nope, I'm fucking Kelly. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this fucking guy. Also, Chelsea, you have my favorite note of all of our notes here, which is your final note for this scene. When he says, oh. no, I need to go and I'll pray for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, two things. Uh, one, that I think that is the meanest thing that you can say someone. Like, if you were like, fuck your mother and I hope you die. Like, that's way better than I'll pray for you. It's just like, Amen. oh, no. So right as he said that, I just wanted her to just, like start like closing her eyes and just start a fire with her mind and pull the- <laughs> <laughs> 
It's my favorite note. I sat for 25 minutes just staring at it and giggling. I want that movie so badly. Crazy billionaire money. Firestarting meets be Christian Mingle the movie. Oh, yeah. She yeah. goes carry rage on him. Absolutely. So, and also, by the way, we get, oh, I'm sorry. There was a second establishing shot here because we get this rain shot. And, and before they cut inside, I'm writing in my notes like, please let her be doing a puzzle. Please let her be doing a puzzle. But no, <laughs> this movie gives me nothing. She is yelling at God, so it is officially a Christian movie now. She's cold and, like, crying and shuddering in the dark because she's the wrong kind of Christian. <laughs> and in the background, there's literally, watch this scene, there's literally ghost child laughter. <laughs> it's the most crazy movie, the scene in this movie. She's literally like, couldn't be Christian. And in the background, it's like, is this how breakups work? Usually I just eat the direct core of a Ben and Jerry's and feel better. My music note on this one was the lead singer for this secondary band at Bonnaroo is still shitting out those mushrooms, so we had to vamp for a few minutes. <laughs> kind of had that feel to it. I think it's it. funny that she gets punished directly after she had this whole, like, look, I gotta speak my mind. So it directly is like, that'll teach you to have opinions and speak out. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> Should have read Timothy. Um, so, yeah, and then we just get her, like, like, breaking down mentally right like 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 that's what the movie wants her to do i guess but now she's just like yelling at the air and and, and to, to to tell god how she feels and whatnot yeah she's having a literal schizophrenic break yes she's dialoguing with the air she's like freaking out but then she gets a letter and yeah. i wanted to say i wrote in my notes <laughs> if the letter is from god i'm back in <laughs> I had Jesus please be Jesus please be from Jesus but at no. this point I was hoping that it was just going to be like a realization that there never was a Paul like Paul didn't exist it's like a letter that's like from her mom or something that's like where have you been honey like honey the hospital said they released you yeah right yeah, right right a letter from Christian Mingle saying we were not able to process your application or something right. that would have been right. awesome the whole thing like an alcoholic's fever dream and it's like get help today oh <laughs> She looks in the mirror and she's uh, the guy from Gross Point Blank and then she strangles herself. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, instead, it's from the little Mexican stereotype girl that we met earlier who wanted to thank her for being so Jesus-y when she was in Mexico. Right. Yeah, except this time you're hearing the Mexican girl like read the letter to – Gwyneth, except it's a Russian girl for some reason. Yeah, she's yeah, got a. Ru- I wrote in my notes. She's got over. a Russian accent so, now. Weird choice. <laughs> it is so nice of foreign poor children to exist to help white people on their <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. You get it. Listen, Everyone has their purpose in the eyes <laughs> yeah. of Chelsea God. Chelsea and I both went to NYU, and that's basically what traveling abroad is for: is you go and you build a hut, and then you go back to the hotel, and it's really spiritual. Right, you feel so good, and then hey, you get a new profile picture out of it. Oh my yeah. gosh, I have a tattoo of a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, why we need the TPP. It's important. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now uh, we cut to, uh, I guess, a year later or whatever. And she has decided to quit her advertising job and go teach English 
at a Mexican school. Right. The place that she hated. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. But without bothering to learn Spanish. Yeah, they do. She's in, she's teaching them English, but she doesn't speak Spanish. Yes, that's, you gotta know both languages. This seems like an obvious thing to me. Right. I don't know. I don't think What's you have to What's the word for gobbledygook? No idea. I can speak English. That's not how this works. <laughs> Where do we learn English? <laughs> this is just a school that we can't learn in. <laughs> Also, we hear this like little uh, Mexican child give like a, a, a two minute long report that we, we, just we have hear to the sit whole report. Through. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That editor who was like making all these like dumb fancy cuts, like we need him now. This is your moment. <laughs> I wrote in my notes. I just want to listen to this Mexican girl sound out English for the next eighteen hours. <laughs> and also, my favorite item on the menu at TGI Fridays is the double dipping super shrimps. Are you just saying whatever comes into your head? Super shrimps. <laughs> You didn't sound quite Russian enough. That was kind of racist, but okay. Yeah. Moose and squirrel. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> and uh, by the way, speaking of racism, uh, Gwyneth is dressed like the woman on a can of black beans at this point. Yeah. It's ridiculous. She's transformed into a Mexican for 300 years. Yeah, she She's went like Mexican Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Horrible. Oh, shit. <laughs> but it's okay because there's someone waiting for her at the church. And as she leaves a classroom of children all alone, <laughs> yeah. you notice that because it's Mexico, all of their Christmas decorations are pinatas. <laughs> all the decorations in this town are fucking pinatas. <laughs> at which point I paused the movie and screamed, they're all pinatas. They're all pinatas. <laughs> That's got to be a fun town. You just walk around hitting things, getting candy. That, yeah, I, yeah, it'd be awesome. There. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but as soon as someone came in uh, saying, like, you got to go to the church, you got to go to the church right now, there was part of me that wished that she would get there and it would just be like a beheaded man strung up and it would just, the movie would seamlessly transition into Sicario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it would just be like, fuck, like, that's how they send a message around here. The cartel is everywhere. <laughs> They say you need to start teaching your school in the language everyone speaks here. <laughs> it's really right. demands. She becomes Emily Blunt over the course of the movie yeah. and it just becomes a prequel. It'd be amazing. Oh, oh God. I would have taken anything but this. See, but I thought no. this movie was a prequel to Dogtooth, so yours is better. <laughs> But instead, no, she goes to the church and it's Paul, the jackass guy that we wanted to see disemboweled earlier. Um, but luckily, she's kept herself good and chaste for him for this year because she's a Christian now. So now they reunite because right. that it's because it's the end of a romantic movie, I guess. And that's how it works. Right. He also, he also has this great moment. Where he goes, there's only one thing more difficult than playing it safe. And I wrote fire juggling. <laughs> it's easier than it looks it's just, yeah. it's go with the, uh, it'll freak you out at first yeah yeah so they're chatting and she's like well you know i met your dad and i know him because he comes down here all the time your mom's a horrible bitch though and he's like yeah she is um <laughs> but also and i want to point this out like at, at this point in the movie he says something about how he pretended to like sushi and i'm thinking yeah yeah that's way worse than the lie that she told you Right. Because right. sushi's real. He goes, is there a place that we could get sushi around here? And she's like, are you serious? He's like, no, I haven't changed at all. 
<laughs> my cholesterol, was, my blood's was... basically a solid at this point. I have to move it through manually. I have to punch myself in the thigh every 30 seconds or my heart stops. <laughs> she asked, she's like, what about Kelly? And he's like, don't worry about Kelly. Kelly's gone. It's like, what happened to Kelly? Like, at that point, she'd be like, is Kelly okay? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, no, Kelly's in a wood chipper now. Like, oh, no. Just cut to a small mound in a field somewhere yeah. with a popsicle stick cross. Yeah, Papa took care of Kelly. <laughs> Why do you think we keep coming down to Mexico? Uh, the people, right. the bad guys from the hills have eyes would have watched this movie and been like, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we get the little closing monologue from her, the little closing narration where she says, I used to think I knew everything, but now I'm not sure that I know anything. So... This movie, now that I'm Christian, I don't know anything. They said it, people, not me. <laughs> and credits. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was you really know, hoping we were going to get some sort of callback to Anne Marie. Like, I thought that maybe, like, <laughs> and all my friends were happy, even Anne Marie. But I was disappointed up right until the end. My belly! <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, as soon as Paul came back, she immediately was like, Bye, Mexican children. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I guess exactly. you don't need a teacher anymore because Mama got her hunk back. Honestly, like, they were just humoring her. They had no idea any of the words she was <laughs> right. saying. They were just, Come on, your fucking bell works. You'll be we fine. We have to go. She sits there. She thinks she has a school. Come on, guys. It's nice. Let's <laughs> be nice. <laughs> so as the sun sets in that far off exotic land of Mexico, our movie draws to a halting close and we're left to ask ourselves what the fuck that was all about. So, uh, what was the what was the moral of the story? Anyone? Anyone at all? Um there's a check out J date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh if you swipe nothing but right and then you can unswipe people later and see who your matches are. You can just un- you can just swipe right constantly and then you unswipe <laughs> later. <laughs> oh, right on, right on. That was the moral of the story i was gonna go with um the woman has to change for the man that seemed to be uh yeah. the underwriting theme here also baldness is not a laughing matter yeah right, Some serious right. shit i Kill feel like if this bear. had a new name it would be settling the movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what at a certain point you you just gotta take what's given maybe maybe it's like a rice pudding as a man you gotta deal with that that's yours now <laughs> The movie. (laughs) It's not that the websites are bad. It's that your expectations are bad. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I'd like to close up on a quick game of pretend, if you guys don't mind. Keeping in mind that, in theory at least, some people watched this movie and said, well, shit, sign me up for that, their website. So I want you guys to all imagine that you signed up to ChristianMingle.com at gunpoint or whatever, however you got to get yourself there. And now you're on your first date. I want you to look across that table and describe the person that you see there. Hmm. Heath? All right. Um, I'd probably see Chelsea and Eli because we broke their <laughs> matching program. All I could think of was setting up a like a heathen orgy, and it would be the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have no idea what to do. Right on, right on. Well, now, I feel like I have to point out that you now can't say Heath, but Chelsea? <laughs> Um, it would probably be the entire Republican, uh, party. Just all those candidates for president. Just Ted Cruz, like, sharpening a knife, like. 
just continually trying to kiss his daughter. I got her. She can't get away. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm going to do this to you next. Like, no, no. My real name's Raphael. (laughs) Yeah, right. You probably get the president of the fucking company going, holy shit, we finally got a woman. Um, And Eli? Uh, Martin Screlly, but without the money. (laughs) Just like... Just someone who really wants to tell me about men's rights. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you look at the Department of Justice survey, we're going – we're playing Dutch on this, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Chelsea, congratulations. You made it to the finish line. We each owe you a drink for that. But before we let you go, if our listeners would like to hear more from you, where should they go? Oh, well, you guys should follow me on Twitter. Uh, my, my little at is Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, underscore Davison, D-A-V-I-S-O-N. So, uh, follow me there. Right on, right on. Of course, we'll have that linked on the show notes for this episode. Chelsea, thanks again. Thank you guys. What fun. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks a lot. You bet. We, everybody wants to, uh, is, is okay coming on once. Nobody's done it twice yet. I wonder why. And while that's going to do it for our review of Christian Mingle, that isn't going to do it for the episode just yet because we still have to get you all moist and lubricated over next week's show. So Eli, tell us what's on deck. Unconditional. And it looks competently edited and that's all I need this right now. This looks like a fantastic movie. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I gotta admit, cause this movie looks racist mm-hmm. and stupid. Mm-hmm. And Jesusy, it seems like a really good combination of all of the things that we love and hate about these movies at the right. same time. <laughs> when I say fantastic, I mean what Eli said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but it, it seemed like the preview was kind of trying to trick you on the Jesusy stuff because it didn't. It wasn't a very Jesusy preview. But I think we've been doing this long enough to know when they're trying to trick us there. You can see how they've edited the preview to be like, oh, he's about to talk about Jesus. But they did a hard cut yeah. over to her crying in the <laughs> right. rain so we don't have to hear the monologue about Jesus. They want to <laughs> trick four normal people into this movie. So with that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 25 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Chelsea Davison for suffering alongside us tonight. And, of course, an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that helped make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes to this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bond, I'm no illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Better than all the rest. I'm a firework. (laughs) (laughs) Gwyneth's school was the least successful in history since she didn't speak Spanish and her students didn't speak English. Kelly hung herself when her longtime boyfriend ran away to Mexico to marry some girl he dated for like five or six weeks or something. Gwyneth's friends stopped talking to her when she announced that she was going to Mexico to teach English and that she was a Christian now. They all eventually met romantic partners offline and without a religious test, like goddamn human beings. And the Asian chick got fucked so Oh, so hard. Here's the video, guys. Here, check it out. It's in the show notes of the episode. You just watch that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Just walk down. Eight, six, seven, five. (laughs) Oh, no.
Damn it. Smile, you've got friendships. 